2: Well, well, well. Good morning to you, baseball people. It is indeed Inside the Clubhouse on 670 The Score. I'm Matt Spiegel, along with Bruce Levine, and baseball has been front and center all week with the new trove of free agents yesterday as a lot of player options were declined. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the the World Series ended with the Dodgers ending a 32-year drought but the dominant baseball news of the week was right here in town with Tony La Russa hired for the White Sox. Good morning, Bruce.
3: Good morning, Matt. How are you? Yeah, it was uh, shocking to a lot of people, uh, not as shocking to others, when uh, this story had been reported for over the last two weeks that uh, La Russa was the prime candidate once um, he was pointed to and he was starting to uh, get his head around the possibility of returning and whether or not he could, in his mind, be physically and mentally prepared to handle 200 games a year for the White Sox. And it came to fruition on uh, Thursday with the uh, anointing of a former manager, becoming the new manager with Tony La Russa, taking over the position. Also, uh, with the old new beginnings, there are possibly ends, and that is the John Lester story, not tendered yesterday, for the $25 million option for 2021 the Cubs paid a, $2 million, a $10 million buyout. And uh, we will hear from John Lester at some point uh, today talking about possibilities of returning to the Chicago Cubs. Probably, uh, and if someone can come up with a more influential free agent signing, the most influential and important free agent signing in the history of the Chicago Cubs.
2: Oh, I think so. And, and in terms of this town, you've got Marion Hosa. And uh and, and John Lester, uh pretty much right there front and center. As Bruce mentioned, you will yeah. hear from John Lester, you will hear from Paul Canerco on this show, and in this segment, in fact, and you will hear from Lucas Giolito on this show, uh, those voices, but we'll also have some great guests looking forward to very much hearing from the uh the two folks that we have set up for the ten o'clock hour, Bruce.
3: Jim Leland, uh former uh great manager, championship manager, former coach with Tony. Le- uh with the Chicago White Sox in the early 1980s will be joining us at the top of the 10 o'clock hour. Jerry Harrison Jr., a uh, longtime uh, friend of ours, 16 years in the big leagues, now pre- and post-game host on television mm-hmm. for the Los Angeles Dodgers to talk a little bit about the world champions and uh, the uh, Turner situation in L.A. But most importantly, Matt, was about the fans 312 644 6767 to get in I'll give it again 312 644 6767 that's also our text line so Matt will read all that is worthy to be on the air and maybe sometimes borderline stuff as well <laughs>
2: Yeah if it's left up to me you never know what I what I might choose you're exactly that's true. right true Um it, the reaction to the Tony Larusa news and then the hire has been well documented and usually here, we like to restate the news of the week. I, I like to make sure that the voice and thoughts of the fans have been out there. They've been out there front and center um, really the last three days. And I've been on a couple times as, as a guest, Bruce, that, you know, and, and, and we can hear from folks, as you mentioned, at 312-644-6767. Um, it is a, a, a near uniform and pervasive feeling among the fan base of disappointment with with this which is remarkable when you really stop and think about it it's a living hall of fame manager the third most third winningest manager in the history of the game but it's a fan base that is that is disappointed in the process and kind of feels like it's a step back um in a, in a lot of ways from some things that they thought the white Sox were passed it's kind of a if to me anyway it's a remarkably loud and and nearly uniform reaction to a hire in this instance yeah good
3: good things the fans don't hire the managers and coaches i guess Uh, because uh usually when when you start listening to fans who are great and love their teams and we love them but when when you when you start listening to what the fans want I think that's when you you get away from what you feel you have to do to run a team and to manage a team. And uh, it, my only my only statement to that is: Are the White Sox in better position to win a World Championship today than they were with Ricky Renteria at the helm?
2: Um, <clears throat> I think strategically, that is that is a yes. I think strategically that is a yes. But I think. I think there's a lot of different managers that could have been a an upgrade strategically over what we saw from Ricky Renteria over the last couple of weeks to kind of um, it, embolden the the thoughts on him. I think there's a lot of people who would have been a step forward in that regard, in my opinion.
3: I, I, I agree, but uh, name the ones that fell into the criteria of Rick Hahn when he made his uh, statement two weeks ago Monday that this next person must be a world championship caliber manager Mm -hmm. having been in that realm and having been someone who was involved in the game uh, recently. Now, certainly La Russa uh, last managed a championship team in 2011, his last year as a manager, but still involved with the the game, running the Arizona Diamondbacks for three years from uh, 14 to 17. So that criteria was there, but how many... How many other guys could you identify, Matt? I'll give you uh, that three that fit that criteria. I'll give you three.
2: AJ okay. um, uh, Hinch announced yesterday as the Tigers' manager. Alex mm-hmm. Cora in conversations never, with the Red never Sox.
3: Never, never, never an option. Never an option.
2: Alex Cora or AJ Hinch or both?
3: Alex Cora.
2: Yeah, it's it's too bad. I I really we t- we've talked a lot about Hinch over no, the past years. No, no, no. The reason
3: he wasn't an option, Matt, is that. He was always going back to the Boston Red Sox.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, I, 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 okay. I, think, and I think you'll hear, hear have that been announcement really this week. Yeah, You'll uh, hear
3: that announcement this week, you okay. know, that it'll be Cora back in Boston. Okay. So you well, got he, Hinch. Okay, I, I, I won't I got interrupt Hinch. you again.
2: Uh, <laughs> no, you can. That's all right. I like it. Um, Hinch um, and Bruce Bochy, who apparently was next on the list if uh, Tony LaRue okay. had said no. And I don't know if Bochy would have been a yes. But, I mean, it, Hinch, Hinch is the first one, and we know that he did not interview. He admitted as much yesterday. And uh, it had been reported, but he admitted as much yesterday when introduced as the Tigers manager. So what? So was A.J. Hinch ever going to be a possibility for this job? Bruce?
3: I don't think so and uh, I think it falls into the area that uh, we've talked about before and that is uh, would you trust AJ Hinch being able to to control your players Um, when it got to uh, nitty-gritty time when it got to crunch time again when you had a team full of players ready to win uh, players that uh, felt good about themselves uh, people who feel autonomous in their role as players, like they did in Houston. Would they? Would this be a repeat of? Or more importantly, as an owner or general manager, would you trust that AJ Hinch could control the players this time when he wasn't able to do it the last time?
2: Um, you know, that's obviously a question. A question for Jerry, and maybe that answer is no. Because I'd heard, I'd, I'd heard that there there was some struggles uh, morally with with uh, within the organization at the very top in terms of 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 AJ Hinch but you know here we are it's interesting the way you put it though that way in terms of like controlling the clubhouse to me the biggest concern with Tony and it's and it's been danced around and talked about with different ideas but is the culture of this team is really good the culture of the clubhouse is really really good and it falls on the players now to maintain the culture and kind of have Tony La Russa adjust to it because it's it's sort of a different world than it was when Tony was defining the culture. This team doesn't need a manager to define the culture, whether it would have been A.J. Hinch or anybody. They've got a well-defined culture and a really successful room, and I I hope that Tony can adjust. And I think that would have been true for A.J. Hinch or anybody. Come in and see that that room's in a good place, don't you think? that White Sox has been in a very good place.
3: I think it is, but it's still, it still lacks direction at sometimes, And I think we saw that when uh, Dallas Keuchel had to stand up and say, we're not getting the production or the attention from people that we need to. So, I mean, it does point to the fact that there is a solid veteran player that could take command of the room and point people in the right direction. Unfortunately, that's really the manager's job. Okay, that's the manager's job. So when a team starts 10 and 11... And when a team finishes uh, 2 and 11, um, you know, there are some areas of concern. And what w- the, the biggest concern was the end of the year and how the team finished after they clinched the playoff spot, you know, 10 or 11 days, 12 days before the season ended and and how they finished. From all of that, uh, you know, you see that even this young group who are full of, uh, you know, a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, enthusiasm, terrific young men, uh, guys that should be stars and superstars in the game, still need proper direction. And that's where a manager comes in. So uh, the, the idea that a manager just sits back and, and just you know, makes them happy all the time is not, is not necessarily functional to win.
2: Uh, the, the process of how they went about this is is the issue for a lot of people the fact that hinch was not even going to be considered and did not interview the fact that it is it, it is it is insular and and going back um and it's it's the owners it's the owners team right this is this is what it is um l- l- let's let people hear from from paul canerco about that very issue paul canerco was on um, was on yesterday with Danny Parkins and uh, Carrington Harrison. And he talked about how La Russa um, will be fine uh, with, with changing the game.
4: I have to believe over the last couple of weeks, he sat there for a long time and put himself in a lot of predicaments mentally about what am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? And what am I, you know, something I believe, where am I at with this? Um, and he had to have gotten over a hump and made a commitment that if it was something that would be conflicting to him, that I, it, it's, it's, I have to erase that. Like I, if I want to do this job again, it goes back to like winning chumps all, if I want to do this job, I have to be sure. um, a, a, by all that. And so I have to believe again, smart guy that he is not like, he's not going to come there. And I'll be like, I didn't even think of this, you know, gosh, I didn't even think, you know, nice. I have to believe he played a lot of things out in his head.
2: So a lot of us are hoping that that's, that that's true, that Tony played all those out. And the way that he talked about stuff at the press conference, it certainly had been discussed in conference calls and stuff. Do, do, it's hard for me to have the confidence that Tony will be okay with everything the way it's going to be on a day-to-day basis with 200 games, as you say. I feel like he's going to be tested in that way um, on a daily basis.
3: I, I, you know, I agree with you, that, uh, and, and you know that was my question to him. Uh, during the press conference, uh, the zoom conference, uh, as to whether or not he had the energy uh, and uh, mental and physical, and really, uh, this is a guy that's t- kept himself in great shape over the years. So physically, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to be up to it mentally is, is a tough part. You know, just the, the battle to be able to control yourself and other people and mm-hmm. handle things perfectly over 200 games a year, uh, at an advanced age, at an age where you've already put your mind into retiring from doing those things. That was, that was my question to him, and I think it's the most relevant question because he's going to have to prove that he can handle these things on a daily basis. It's going to be observed. It's going to be micromanaged by the fans the way they should be, by the media, uh, by the bosses, as to uh, whether Tony can hold up to it. And it's not... It's not age discrimination; it's all about whether or not uh, he can turn the switch back on after not managing for eleven years to be able to relate to the job now and uh, the millennial players that need mm-hmm. explanation on what why something is done, why they're not playing, when will they play next, and is this about me personally those are Those are all very relevant things. That we're all gonna be looking at and I question so I don't question I don't question the hiring of Tony LaRussa, the baseball man, because I know Tony LaRussa, the baseball man, can handle this and help the White Sox win the World Series over the next couple of years. My question is: Tony LaRussa, the individual, can he mentally be there every day for 200 days out of the year? after shutting it off 11 years ago. Uh, I
2: I agree very much about, uh, obviously, and we're talking about the same thing, about the the intellectual energy, and it's also the humility. Like, once you realize... The players have evolved and the game has changed in terms of the celebration and all that stuff in a way that you wouldn't have been comfortable with a decade ago, but you have to be okay with it now. It's one thing to say it, it's another to live it every day and have that humility every day, which is a difficult Mm -hmm. ask for a Hall of Famer, for a made guy and a Hall of Famer um, in that way. My My main concern is really a, about uh, Bruce how the team will feel how the organization feels seemingly some of the people we've seen publicly and some of the people that that we've talked to about this being the choice of of the owner and 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 this being you know you've got you had a very good vibe a very good positivity train within the team within the room and within the organization and a lot of people are having to adjust now and deal with the reality that this hire is given to them Uh, Paul Conurco talked about that very thing yesterday on the score about how you know uh, no matter who you are within the organization everybody knows who the boss is
4: this is business and uh, you know any pick any type of business you want right and there's um, it's like the golden rule. Who's got the gold makes the rules. And, uh, you know, um, you know, like, so, so there's some things you got juice on. There's some things you don't have juice on. And, um, like, everybody, it's, not, it's a free cut. There's nobody being working for the White Sox right now that's being held against their will. If you see something that you just really don't like and it's against everything you believe, um, you don't have to be there. Whew.
3: Paul Kanerico, telling it like it is. Yeah,
2: yeah. See now, right?
3: And, and again, uh, let me let me just explain one thing. And and it's it's a strong statement, uh, but it's it's the reality of the situation. You know, mm-hmm. um, people don't like it. I, I don't think how many people liked it when the White Sox hired Robin Ventura with no experience as a manager. Uh, they they like the idea that Robin was a great guy, that he was a great player, that he was a leader as a player, but. The resume was empty, wasn't it?
2: Oh, I, I, absolutely. But are you ta- if you're talking about fans, that's not who Paul's talking about here. He's talking about people who work there.
3: Yeah, and, and none of those have been identified. You know, identify me somebody in that front office or in the uh, in the uh, the group that's uh, that works at, uh, on, the at the ballpark. on the record on the record or off the record. Yeah, yeah,
2: on the record. O- o- on the record, i, I i don't i don't think they want to be identified on the record
3: well i mean do you know people off the record that have told you that yes okay well good i mean you know that that's that's helpful uh, what at what level are they at
2: um a couple different a couple different levels um all right one, so you
3: have numerous sources that don't like the move and uh they, they're considering leaving the White Sox?
2: I, no, I, I don't know that they will. I think they'll deal with what a lot of us have dealt with in our lives in corporate situations with bosses, and it just is what it is. that he that, yeah. uh, said it right there. It's just the reality of the situation. I'll tell you who can't make that choice if they, if they feel that way um, is the players. They can't make that choice. They're, 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 they're property. They're, they're owned assets. And, and And that's what I come back to is like, is it going to be – are you going to get the best out of that asset when they have to begrudgingly accept this reality for some of them? Well, I, I don't think that's the best way to get the, the I, most I don't out know. of I asset. don't know
3: if they're begrudgingly <clears> – <throat> let, let's take this in two segments before we take a break. Number okay. one is how do they feel about the White Sox firing Rick Renteria? Okay. Uh, yeah. That's number one. Okay. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard much about that, right?
2: No, I think I think most of them. I think most of them understand that, and we'll hear from Lucas Giolito later about it. To your point, I right? Think most but of them I mean, okay with do
3: that. they understand why somebody they related to and love playing for was fired after taking the White Sox to the playoffs for the first time in 12 years? Do they understand that? Number two is this uh, this Hall of Fame guy that they don't know is coming in to run the team to take him to the championship. Is there automatic pushback because the guy? is 76 years old, or is it because he's not Ricky Renteria? So those are the things that we'll be following as part of the story looking forward. And and the idea that um, I can't remember too many guys, or hardly any, maybe uh, Rasmus with the Cardinals, that uh, Tony La had trouble handling during his career, 33-year career with the uh as a manager that's true that
2: that that, that is true that that most uh, you know most of the players anybody who really ever played for tony has good things to say so i hope that tony shows up as the best version of himself and a modern energized version of himself i don't know that it looked like that at the press conference you know
3: Um, yeah well you know it was early in the day there was you know no nap involved or anything at that point (laughs) But, I mean, look, uh, you know, we're dealing with the reality here, and I think this is going to be great theater to watch Tony La Russa attempt to bring this team on as a world champion. But as I've stated over the last couple of weeks, and we're a little late for a break here, as I've stated over the last couple of weeks, this is an important, very important aspect of the White Sox moving forward. I think signing a top pitcher like Trevor Bauer uh, in the offseason, like signing – a player like Brantley or Springer, assigning a closer like Hand. Those, those, those are more important situations than Tony La Russa managing. And uh, we are here for you to take difference with that uh, comment at 312-644-6767. That's our text line as well.
2: Yes, he's Bruce Levine. I'm Matt Spiegel. It's inside the clubhouse as we uh, talk about this and uh, and sort through it. John Lester later on in the hour you will hear from Lucas Giolito. As we mentioned, you will hear from and and great guest next hour. Um, that, um, that you know Bruce is. Has uh, always worked so hard to get us awesome guests, and there's great ones. I'm looking forward to Jim Leland's a great call today, as is Jerry Harrison Jr. That's both in the next hour, right here on 670 to score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover
0: the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
2: Welcome back in on 670 The Score. Spirited conversation about the news of the week involving the Tony La Russa hire. I'm Matt Spiegel. He is Bruce Levine. What do you think, Bruce, about where the White Sox go from here? They declined the options on Edwin Encarnacion and Gio Gonzalez uh, yesterday. Lurie Garcia will be back. Uh, it's a, quite an interesting moment as a lot of people have joined the free agent list after having their options declined yesterday. Corey Kluber now added charlie morton now added to the free agent starting pitcher list
3: trevor bauer on a one-year contract for 38 million (laughs) dollars and and you know people say you know levine's you know lost it a long time ago but he's really lost it now well trevor bauer is on record as saying that he is considering in his free agency becoming a free agent every year the rest of his career signing one-year contracts and uh, monetizing it by his production on a yearly basis. It's a fascinating concept. It's a fascinating way to show belief in your ability. Uh, He is going to be one of three guys, along with Darvish and DeGrom, who will probably finish one, two, three in the Cy Young award-winning battle this year for the National League. I think that's, I mean, the guy, uh, He. what does he have? Like over uh, uh, six, 700,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, this guy is fascinating. He's uh, all about what baseball is right now with young, energetic players, uh, in-your-face people who are uh, constants on social media. I think that that... Type of signing would be fantastic for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, I, I wonder what your thoughts are.
2: Uh, I, yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. I think um, I, I think it'd be fascinating. What you say about the social and the uh, and the interaction and the appeal is big. His YouTube channel is really fun. He and Tim Anderson, obviously, being very playful together um, on that YouTube channel and about that YouTube channel. Um, and I I couldn't. I couldn't imagine Trevor Bauer and Don Cooper, um, you know, getting, getting along and working together. I don't know how Trevor Bauer feels about Tony La Russa. I don't know who the pitching coach is going to be. It's not going to be Dave It Duncan. could be
3: Kurt Young.
2: Kurt Young. Interesting. The Kurt former, Young former uh, will get A. an
3: interview from, from what I've uh, been able to find out through sources. So mm. former uh, pitcher in the big leagues, former uh, big league uh, pitching coach for Oakland for many years.
2: Mm-hmm. How about uh, how about Kurt Hasler, who's been the bullpen coach of the White Sox? You think that's a guy who sticks around?
3: And, yeah, uh, I think he'll be around. I, I think he'll be considered for the pitching coach job. At the very least, he'll probably stay uh, as the bullpen guy.
2: Hmm. Kurt Young is an interesting name, uh, age 61, uh, age 61, as of now, played 11 years. I remember him as part of those La Russa, oakland teams. Has been the pitching coach in San Francisco for several years. Uh, very interesting. But, you know, as we've seen with Bauer, very famously, and with Lucas Giolito, very famously, a lot of pitchers go outside the organization and get the help that they need from coaches they know, from former associates and coaches, and from Driveline and other baseball academies. And stuff like that, um so yeah, no I, i'm I'm all in on the White Sox going hard for Trevor Bauer, and I've talked before about the financial situation, how it could work in the White Sox favor because they've got so many young guys locked in on long-term deals and because Bauer and others are going to have to settle. I know Bauer likes, to, as talked about Bruce, wanting to do the one-year deals, but a lot of guys are going to have to do that kind of thing. This market's going to be very weird, man. All these player options not getting picked up. Some teams not even able or willing to pay the buyouts, like putting guys out there and saying, please right. come trade for him so you can pay the buyouts. Some. Interesting times. Uh, I I think the White Sox and Bauer makes a ton of sense. And you feel like it's going to happen?
3: Bauer, Keuchel, and Lucas Giolito. What does that say to you?
2: It says uh, no bullpen game in the first three games of a playoff series. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: You know, every series they go into, uh, they they could throw three dominant pitchers depending on where they fall. So... um, you know, you look at the playoffs and you look at the playoff teams and you look at the World Series teams, um, how many teams have three what they consider number one type starters in baseball these days? It's pretty much two and then a couple of guys, a couple, you know, two, three guys, and then huge bullpens that get the job done right now. Mm-hmm. This is a more conventional way at looking at the White, Chicago White Sox Uh, in the future and starting pitching uh, is certainly not a bad place to be, even if they only go six innings.
2: Um, Yeah. You know, the nationals with Corbett and Scherzer and Strasburg when they're rolling and uh, you know, uh, the, the Astros, when they had Cole and Verlander and Greinke, but not 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 many. That that's for damn sure. Let's hear Lucas Giolito, um, who was on with uh, Parkins and Cody Decker earlier in the week, and he talks about Ricky Renteria here. But I think Bruce, you and I agreed um, when we talked before the show that this touches on several different aspects of the situation. Here's Lucas Giolito on um, Ricky Renteria no longer being the manager.
1: I really really liked Ricky. Um, you know all the things that I just said in the in the previous question I answered. I think Ricky was a huge part of that in kind of injecting that confidence in us, uh, teaching us the in, in and outs of the game. Um, but, you know, it's a business, things happen. Uh, I think that a manager that has a lot of experience, especially in the playoffs, uh, managing, you know, managing a bullpen, uh, managing starters, uh in game decisions, whether that be bunts, hit and runs, all those kinds of things, when the pressure is really turned up. Uh, I, you know, someone that has a lot of experience in, in those areas. Um, as far as like the clubhouse is concerned, I think we have a fantastic clubhouse. Uh, I don't think that there really needs to be much work done there.
2: It's very interesting. There's a lot of stuff there. I think the direct call out of the issues that the pitching staff had with Ricky Renteria uh, are there. And then the addressing the clubhouse saying we're good. So whoever comes in just has to adjust to us. That's what I hear anyway, Bruce, your thoughts.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I I think there's, you know, there's a really good feeling about uh, the fact that uh, they know what they needed to get done. They knew, some of the areas that Ricky might have been weak in, certainly, as we said, this is not to you know, you know, besmirch his image or what he was all about here, but there were true weaknesses in him handling the bullpen properly, and you you can't have that. Uh, not not glaring things, not not leaving uh, Dallas Keuchel in a game for 117 pitches in a blowout game just because he wanted to stay in there. There there are some fundamental issues about how he handled game situations, the reason why he was let go. Not because he wasn't a great guy, not that he wasn't a great motivator of players, not that he wasn't well-liked. Um, I think the great motivator and the um, the guy that got him to play was important. The, the well-liked part, I, I think, is extremely overrated. Uh, you don't go out to dinner very often with your manager. Um, you don't hang out with them socially, Normally, so uh, from the, you know, well, well liked as a person, it's important. But the, the respect part of the job and working together, I think those are the keys for a, uh, a big league manager.
2: Let's take a call or two real quick before we break. This is Michael in Cicero, who has been holding and is now on inside the clubhouse here on the score. Good morning, Michael. How you guys doing?
4: Good. Good. Hey, you know what? I think this White Sox hire is the best. I really do. Uh, this 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 city's lacking toughness, it's lacking a lot of stuff, and Tony La Russa brings toughness. And as far as his age is c- concerned, that's no big deal, I don't think. I mean, I don't know why it's such a big deal.
3: Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, thanks, it's, it's only a big deal if, if he lacks relevancy for handling the job in this time frame uh, with this group of people that are major league players now. That that's the only that's the only question. There's no question on the X's and O's and handling pitching staffs and uh, handling uh, game situations. I don't think there there's any question that Tony Larusa is going to do well. The question that most people have, and it's a fair question, and it's one that we'll watch, Matt, is the fact whether or not uh, he has the relatability to these young players to get the very most out of them and communicate well with them. And, you know, from his prior, you know, prior managing career, you know, the answer was always yes. One of the great innovators of having uh, consensus from the top players on the team, just like Joe Madden had with his Bulls, was Tony La Russa and Jim Leland back in the day. And uh, we'll talk to Jim Leland at the top of the hour. Those guys understood how important uh, the inclusiveness was of their uh, their top players in the team to be a part of some of the decision making about policy and being felt like uh, they were important and their message and their uh, their their ideas were important to hear on a daily basis. So uh, I don't think that's new. It's just it's just ten years down the line that we're going to talk about Tony and the players. Relating to each other. And that's going to be fascinating to watch.
2: You mentioned Joe Madden, and I think what's always been clear about Joe Madden is how curious he is, how passionate he is, and how active his mind is. He's a very young 66, is Joe Madden. Um, and I don't know um, how young a 76 Tony LaRusa is. And um, you got to, and that's what we're talking about. That's what we'll get a chance to watch um, every day. Real quickly, Pete in Highland, Indiana on the score. Hey, Pete, thanks for holding. What's going on? <laughs>
1: No problem. Um, with this move of hiring Tony LaRusso, this cannot be a, a five year plan. I mean, with that being the case, do you see Jerry Reinsdorf going big after free agents like Trevor Bauer or Marcelo Zuna or uh, the closer from Oakland?
2: Liam Hendricks or maybe Michael yeah. Michael Brantley as one of those outfielders. Yeah.
3: Thanks, Pete. Absolutely. Brad Hand in the, the closer's role if it's, they don't bring Colombia back. I, I I you know, Matt I just I couldn't really fathom a conversation that didn't take place between Tony La Russa and Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams and Jerry Reinsdorf, where it didn't come up. Well, uh, what type of players will you be able to go after in free agency? What type of cachet of young pitchers do we have in order to trade for some of our other needs? Will we be going to win a world championship right away? So I don't think you bring Tony La Russa in as your manager and pay him four or $5 million a year if you're not willing to uh, complete the deal and go out and get the best players out there. Now, I'm not saying that the White Sox, you know, revenues are gonna be so extreme that they'll, they'll spend every last dollar they have because in this, uh, in, in, in this atmosphere that we have right now with the pandemic, we don't know what revenues are gonna be for teams. And we see a bunch of teams, uh, most of the teams having to let people go just to get a better bottom line. But nonetheless, I can't see a move like this without the other part being a, a, a big part of what La Russa had to hear and what, uh, what we're going to have to hear in the offseason, that they're ready to complete the deal on a very exciting, good young team that has a few veterans to go along with it. Now a couple more to try to seal the deal.
2: He's Bruce Levine. I'm Matt Spiegel. It's Inside the Clubhouse. We'll step away when we come back. John Lester was on uh, another radio station, but we've got the audio talking about Theo Epstein and where things stand. You'll hear that next. And Jim Leland at the top of the hour on Inside the Clubhouse on The Score, this segment of which is brought to you by Amazon. Many, many, many players yesterday in MLB had their option years declined Darren O'Day, Brandon Kinsler, Ryan Braun, Adam Eaton, Colton Wong, Corey Kluber, Charlie Morton, J.A. Happ, all those guys are now free agents, as is John Lester, Bruce Levine, who uh, had a $25 million option. The Cubs declined that. They paid the $10 million buyout. Um, What else? Anthony Rizzo's option they're picking up, which is 16.5, correct?
3: Yeah, they'll pick that up today um, and also decline – uh, the very disappointing, unfortunate, disappointing signing uh, that never worked out with Daniel Descalso, who just uh, came here and was never healthy uh, for the entire two years that he was with the Cubs. Uh, very unproductive signing. But nonetheless, uh, those, that, that'll be declined. Uh, Rizzo will be picked up today, uh, $16.5 million on uh, his last year of uh, being with the Cubs unless uh, they sign him to an extension at some point.
2: John Lester was on um, MLB Radio on Sirius yesterday and talked about what the future might hold. Um, he and Theo Epstein would be the parties that need to discuss maybe coming back. And here's what John Lester had to say.
5: I've talked to Theo. Um, you know, I knew, I knew You know, not, not, not too many times when you come off a year with a 4 ERA and, and then a 5 ERA does a, does a $25 million option get picked up. So, I, you know, I was realistic about that. Um, you know, back in August and September. So I I doubt, me and him haven't had that conversation, but I doubt that that's going to be picked up. But we've had conversations about coming back and and being a part of this organization. So, you know, we haven't had any contract talks, but the the feeling is mutual on both sides that, you know, we want to try to get something done. Um, I think the the weird part that we're in or weird scenario that we're in right now is just the unknown of of going forward of what this deal, this, this state of the world that we're in is, is going to do for baseball. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a slow off season just based on, you know, people trying to figure out budgets and and what they want to spend next year. Um, you know, unfortunately we've got teams laying a lot of people off. Um, you know based on everything going on so i i I don't expect it to to happen tomorrow um you know but hopefully when everything kind of calms down from the world series ending to you know to the the holidays and stuff we can we can hopefully try to figure something out along the way
2: that's john lester uh right there says it's going to be a slow off season but sounds hopeful to work something out what do you think bruce makes sense with what you're hearing and feeling
3: Yeah, absolutely. I was listening to that uh, interview on Sirius XM yesterday on uh, Power Alley with our friends Mike Farron and Jim Duquette. And uh, he he certainly makes it sound like uh, he wants to come back here. And, uh, you know, like we've talked about, uh, Matt, I don't think uh, he'll go anywhere else. Uh, Just uh, the comfort level with uh, the Chicago Cubs. Uh, the understanding that if he comes back here, he's a fifth starter. The understanding that he might be skipped a start from time to time. The communication level at his age and his experience in it, from what he's accomplished uh, tells me that this would probably be the only job that he would take uh, as a pitcher moving forward because of uh, who he is and what he's all about. So uh, I'm sure something can be worked out again You're going to have to see how the offseason goes as to whether or not uh, they're able to trade for or sign another pitcher and uh, whether they're comfortable with uh, Alec Mills as their number four starter, uh, a number three starter, rather. Uh, They need a three and a four uh, going down the line here. So um, other additions need to be made, knowing that Chatwood, Lester, and um, Quintanets. Ten Quintana are all free agents. You know, do they bring back Quintana on a short-term deal? There's a lot of a uh, lot of uh, you know things to get accomplished here in the offseason.
2: Yeah, it's very interesting, and you know, everybody talking about how slow this offseason is is going to be. Just it keeps sounding like opportunity to me. Whether it's the White Sox to get in there and pounce, or the Mets with Steve Cohen, who probably wants to make a splash. You know, it's like. There's an opportunity for somebody to go in there, swoop in, and get some deals done on the front end. If, uh, well, if well, Cone has
3: care. fresh money, he didn't lose money last year. Yeah. Okay. So as a new owner, his perspective might be, "Hey, we're going to go sign three or four uh, top-flight free agents here because we don't care." Uh, in my world, I haven't lost money in baseball. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what this year, what happens in this year. So. Uh, we'll see, but uh, we will pick up uh, the conversation with, Tony, uh, with uh, Jim Leland, talking about his good friend Tony La Russa and the game of baseball, Jerry Harrison, at the bottom of the hour. And your call is always at 312-644-6767.
2: It's Inside the Clubhouse on the score. Keep it right here. Jim Leland and Jerry Harrison, Jr., next hour.
3: T-Mobile has invested billions
0: to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.